What is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Rip for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you. And of course, in proper Ali fashion, Frank, where are we? We are in the RFD garage, also known as your backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I promised you adventure. I promised you excitement. And I'm I'm pretty sure for the record, we've broken this promise three times already that we were not going to be doing podcasts from the backyard. Um, but <laughs> this Dude, is a good story. I'm not going to lie. It was, it's been a nutty day. <laughs> it's been such a bad, bad, bad day. And you know, so I'll, I'll set it up for you. Like last night I went out, I met up with Frank to talk about business stuff like, you know, Rick for dirt agenda items. Rick for dirt's a business now. If, Dude, we are, <laughs> we're legit. We've got, I'm saying that in the most like fun, awesome we've got way. Like business I'm so, cards, I'm so happy. we've got patches, <laughs> we've got a website, bro. Like, yes. That's it. We're and done. emails. It's it's incorporated. We are a business. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know where to start. So, so we, last at, night, we, went, we went last night. Last we, night. We and my Jeep, my Jeep got there. Yeah. I dropped off my kids to a friend's sounded house. Sounded great. In Irvine. Yeah. Jeep sounded fine. No problems. Got all the way to where I met up with you guys in South County. Yeah. That was no problem. And then drove all the way back home with no problems. Parked the Jeep, got up early, 630, because I wanted to go grab a cup of coffee and somewhere where you might have actually been yourself. Right. And, uh, like, you know, socially distanced from Frank. And and then and then what? And then I leave my driveway and I hear clack, 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 clack. I'm like, what? And then I get on the main street. Clack, 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 clack. I'm like, no. And then I got up like one block. And I flipped the B and I'm like, I can't drive on this and limped it all the way back home. And by this time, it's already eight o'clock and I'm like texting you going, dude, I guess I'm not making it. It's like I invited everyone to my party and I didn't show up. <laughs> like, hey, everyone. he made the plans, called everybody or not. Everybody didn't call anybody, didn't made, call anyone. made the plans, set up the location and then didn't show up. And then didn't show up. Yeah. And thank God. But that's. You know, that's the the beauty of what we've got going on here. Yeah. It's not just me. We don't need you. It's not me. We don't, <laughs> you don't we don't need me. All we need is Frank. Yeah. Happy I kid, agrees. I kid, I kid. No, but it's like one of us could be out yeah. and the other one could take up. Totally. I mean, the only thing we've never done that way is the podcast. Yeah. Which is That's teamwork, bro. Kind of works, bro. That's teamwork. Yeah. And so let's let's uh let's uh talk about the Eric in the room. Yep. Who do we have here? Hey guys. Hey. Eric from American Overland, back again. Here comes another episode that we're gonna rewrite. That we're gonna we're gonna record over. You guys, if you guys are hearing this, then everything went right. If you're hearing <laughs> us apologizing profusely, then for the second episode with Eric, done. It's a Twilight Zone episode. Got re-recorded. <laughs> the next, if that does happen, you can. If this episode says Groundhog Day on your podcast player, then know that it's not this episode. Yeah, it's the one we recorded after losing this episode. <laughs> It'll show up in some, in some lost archive of RFD way down the road. Some like, like one of those Kennedy files. After we're both dead, like, somebody will yeah, find us. Somebody will find a, a hidden track. Yeah. Frank, Frank's going to realize between Kennedy files and national treasure. Frank's going to realize he was. Is this on? Is this on? Yeah. yeah. Um, Frank's going to realize he was really drunk one day and actually pulled the card out, put it somewhere safe. Put another card in and then thought he recorded over everything. And the card that I checked was empty. Yeah, and I freaked out. Yeah. That's entirely possible considering the fact that my freak out was at four in the morning. Yeah, dude, I, 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 
I've that's never entirely possible. I've never I've never seen you do anything like that before. So that possibility can be out there. One day you're gonna find and a card. You know what? I pick am, it up, throw it in. And I was well, well into like the COVID brain. Sure. Where like I don't really know what we'll happened. See. I'm guessing what happened. It'd be really funny if we busted out with that episode. That would be hilarious. Hey guys, that episode that we lost like a year ago. You know, be even funnier. Is if when you listen to this episode, when you go to edit it, the, <laughs> end, on the, the, the end of the episode is like picks up at Lytle Creek. This is a different SD card. So this is entirely <laughs> possible. That's true. <laughs> Fuck. So, so basically, yeah, I, I heard the clacking noise and got the Jeep back here and realized that it was not happening. I'd already planned to come out, go get coffee, meet up with you. Yeah. Come back here and pull out my rear axle. That was all I had planned for today. Um, it ended up turning into a big troubleshooting session where I pulled the drive shafts. Um, I pulled the front first, drove it, still kind of hurt it, uh, pulled the rear and then no longer heard it when the Jeep was up on blocks and, uh, and everything like it was just the transmission and the clutch. I thought maybe the clutch had gone out. I yeah. thought maybe there was some imbalance and that's, that was the rotational noise. Part of the troubleshooting process. Yeah, is, it, it, is it related to RPMs? Correct. Is it related to drive shaft turn? Is it related to wheel turn? Right. E- each of those pieces, yep. you, when you hear a weird noise, you can't let them go. You have, we were talking about well, that earlier today. Here's the, the problem. If you let those noises go and just pretend they don't exist, you're going to end up having a big problem. So let me, let me give you guys a little pro tip or amateur hour tip or whatever. Just learn from my mistakes here. I've, I've heard little things here and there. And they've gone away. And I'm like, oh, that's just the magic that happens when you're that's out there. That's true of like the little rattles that happen, little right? Little things, yeah. right? Like, and you don't, you don't think a lot of them and you think, hang on, I got him. Like, no, he's got it. He's got it. Um, you don't think a lot of it. You think like, you think like, oh, it's just something that, you know, is going to settle. And usually, for the most part, they do settle, you know? And, and then... Sometimes they don't settle, and then sometimes they turn into bigger issues, and sometimes they make you not be able to go get coffee, <laughs> like today. Like today. So yeah, today. So, so you knew it wasn't in the transmission, the clutch, or the engine. You knew it was after the drive shaft, and most likely could in be, the rear. Could Which be is the axle. Weird considering well, the sound that you sent. Like the sound that you sent sounded like the motor bogging down up front, right? But yeah, I. It's so hard to understand what the hell was actually. But going you run on. the motor and it sounds fine, right? Yeah. So I don't. I don't exactly know what was happening. I. I'm gonna go ahead, like, cause the rear axle and the front axle are spoken for. They're sold. We've talked yeah. about that. Um, but I don't know. I haven't had enough time to know whether or not 100% for sure. It's it's that I do know there was, there was like it was very shimmery when we were draining the fluid. So, I am. I'm buying new uh, new gears. Oh, you bought? Did, did does Torco make a glitter fluid? No, they don't. Oh, okay. No. That's no. then. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's not a, good. <laughs> it's just a lot of wear. It seems so. We're it's not that, I'm like, buying like that hand soap. new gears for the guys. <laughs> Everyone will end up with new gears. <laughs> they'll, they'll get new gears, and uh, if that's the problem, it won't be their problem. But it yes. was mine. And yes, I had to. Re- I had to like actually replay that in my head for a second. There, I was like, yeah. "Wait, if it's not okay, yes, yeah, no, it's it's not going to be their problem." Yeah, y'all right. gonna be good. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> just, I just want today to be over. It was just such a last time I had a roller coaster mystery noise that ended up being the pinion bearing on the rear drive shaft where it meets the. It's on the inside of the. Uh, 
planetary gears really on, on the axle was and it so like they a have to, they have cyclical to noise like it was related to uh wheel rotation not rpms and so i could click the i could click the gears up and down i have an automatic but you can still select what gear it's yeah. in and change the rpms dramatically and it w- wouldn't change the frequency of when the noise would click so that let me know that it was definitely related to wheel speed not related so it wasn't in the transmission or the delivery system it was most likely after that and then you can start troubleshooting from there i hadn't replaced my rear axle shafts at that point and i figured it was the bearing at the end of the axle shaft at the yoke where it meets the tire because uh, those would have been tired at 80,000 well, miles here's the thing i'm gonna wait to see so the guy who bought the rear axle his name is sam i'm gonna wait to see if he has any issues at all i have a feeling it could be the drive shaft so at one point when we were reinstalling the drive shaft from before uh they separated i was pretty sure that i got it lined up back right but i wonder if something happened at that point to where it just it gradually got worse and worse and worse until yeah. last night just was the the straw that broke that camel's yeah, back. Yeah, that was it. What what makes what's weird is how abrupt it just kind of came on. It well, was totally it was, fine. You parked it. You got home. It was all good. Parked it, it and then like, it's almost like it cooled off and things like settled funny or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had that problem. It's been working flawlessly. Yeah. Like, Were you racing on the way home or something? Like super, I did. Like super throttle. I did. It? I did. I did get a little heavy footed on the throttle against some guy in a Camry who <laughs> kept trying to pass me. I'm like, no, watch out those Camrys. Not today, total Camry. Those not sleeper today. Camrys, you know. <laughs> well, nobody's expecting a supercharged Jeep either, so, or a, or a Camry. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of like. Uh, my role as ambassador for RIP Superchargers is to show people how it works. It works great until something breaks. But that's hey, on me. You're going to send a lot of power through a delivery system to the rear tires. That's, <laughs> shit's going to happen. Yep. yep. <laughs> Shit happens when you go off road. Eric's like, look, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Eric's, Eric's like, look, you motherfucker. This. You did this. Right. The, you shit, did this. the shit got fucked up. It's on you. Like, I, okay. Listen, lead foot. <laughs> Whatever. I'll make it all right. It'll all work out. In That's the like the worst part about that. I think that supercharger is not the power. It's the fact that the the, the swish is so addictive. Like you oh. want to hear it. You want to hear it. And so as a result, you've got to step on it. Dude, it sounds great. It does sound great. And that Magnaflow exhaust. Like just if I like had it, screams. I'd be in the parking lot, like just rolling through, throwing it in neutral, just going whoosh, whoosh. That was like maybe the first couple months that I owned it. I'd come to Rick for Dirt events. <laughs> And I'd be like, and everyone would be like, oh, there's fucking Ali again. Ali again. <laughs> we could hear him like fucking supercharger coming like, there's Kate. I hear Kate. There. It's like, He'll be he, here in like two minutes. Ali still thinks he's driving a Honda. <laughs> but, you know, here he is. <laughs> too many Fast and Furious <laughs> too many, dude, and, then, too and then you many. went over landing oh, and you're man. like, these two things can coexist. They, they can totally. I mean, these there's harmony to be found. Yeah. yeah. You can go fast in the dirt. Yeah. There's a whole category of oh, it. Oh, bro. My my, my right? claim I mean, to, there's a whole no. category for it. My claim to fame was we went on the video shoot for KC for uh, the new Flex Air 4s that are coming yeah. out next week. Actually, they'll be out already, I guess, when you guys are listening to this episode. Um, go buy it if you can find <laughs> it. Um, but uh, but Tanner Faust was for our first shoot, and Tanner was, like, packing up something, and I he had gone back first in his Razor, and I had gone back second ahead of the rest of the group who was driving the Gladiator back. And it was like a big open field. And this is where I burnt out my uh, power steering for like the second, second time. And I was doing donuts out in this flat. And 
And suddenly I look up and Tanner's just like turned around and just watching. And he's not like, he doesn't have a look on his face like, oh, you idiot. He's got a look on his face like he's actually interested. And I'm like, I'm going to keep going. And then suddenly my power steering's gone. I'm like, I got to keep going. And so I'm like, like with my forearms, like <laughs> muscling my, my, my wheel. And I got I to gotta show Tanner I can do it. Um, and I'm doing like nice little drifts all the way around this, uh, this like ring and come back, come back to where like every, everyone's parked. And Tanner goes, she's real stable. That was, that looked good. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll take That's it. That's right. I'll That's take right it. That's it looked good. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Um, but it's going to be better on long runs. So yeah, yeah there's a lot yeah, of there's a lot of yeah. shit coming. There's a lot of shit coming. There's yeah. a lot of shit coming that actually. So hey guys, when you uh, when you go and you and you do a bunch of shit to your Jeep and then one day you might try to go put some new axles in that have all stock brackets, you're going to realize, oh wait a second, I did a lot to my axles to get the current suspension on there that. I wasn't accounting for on the new axles that I'm getting. So the new axles are ready for my like basic strut, you know, coil yeah. spring setup, but they're not That's ready not for a coil over setup. And it hit me. Fuck. I got more work to do. Yeah. It's almost Un- like unknown I, fabrications and uh, you're not going to know it sight unseen. Well, until you see it. Well, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even put it together because I've been running on this setup ever since the Jeep like two years ago. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get my axles and I'm going to throw everything in. I'm like, I can't throw everything in because all the stock locations been, for everything has been, been modified. modified. Yeah, everything's been changed and you've been doing it step by step. But those steps are now kind of coming to a head because you're replacing a key component. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if you're able to go back to stock with what I've done or not. So there's uh, <laughs> the wife. Yeah. The wife was trying to come say something. Uh, so... <laughs> so, uh, um, I'm, I'm all getting you in trouble. She's like, "Don't tell him to say no to me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hear about it later. I've been a terrible husband. Um, <laughs> stop! Not, just not putting in the time. And here I am sitting with a bunch of dudes. Well, you just pulled the axles on the Jeep. It's only beers. so many hours in a day. Yeah. I gotta rest. This is, we gotta. We've gotta come down off of like my the, back the, is the work and the testosterone. Dude, it's gotta, killing me. This is. We gotta come back down. So, long story short, I'm now in this place. And I keep looking over to the right because there's a camera recording this. Are we on live? Did no. you do an IG live? Oh, I thought we'd do like a live. No. Just recording it for posterity? For, for the, the future, tube? Though. What's that? Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Do yes. an IG live? That yes. could be cool. I'm just yeah. trying to, I'm just, what I'm trying to do is see what is okay and what is not okay. What so could can, work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's always going to be shit that you're not expecting. So like, you're like, oh, I'm getting like $17,000 axles. So that's it. Everything's going to fit. No, there's a lot of shit that starts to get modified. Like just because you go and buy this shit doesn't mean that you're ready to go yeah. for X, Y, Z. So I don't know. I'm just taking a one. Like I'm, I'm like hitting one roadblock, getting over that one. And then, I'll, and then I'll wait until the next one. And that's it. That's it. So, I mean, that's what you can do, right? Is take it one step at a time. Like you, like you said earlier, when all this stuff happened, you know, and we were taking parts apart. Um, you were like, you know, I could have just broken down and just like thrown my arms up and been like, what now? Like, I'm I'm screwed. I've got this deadline I've got to meet for this guy who's going to come pick up the rear axle. And instead, you know, what do you do? What can you do? You just start you know what step we did? one. We started in the rear. Yeah. Eric came over. We started in the rear. We pulled out the rear axle. That was ready to go. So yeah. everything after that, at least he's taken care of. Yeah. 
And then we ended with taking out the front axle. So that's done. So the dude's going to come. Everything else can wait. The yeah. parts are here. The parts are getting powder coated, like the DSS recon kits getting powder coated. Uh, all my suspension stuff's in, like sitting in boxes. Um, all the Terraflex stuff's on its way. The long arm kit's on it. Like everything's coming. All that it is is just time, energy, maybe money. Yeah. Like maybe I'll pay my buddy John to come down from from Minden, spend the weekend with me, and do some fabricating in the driveway. Yep. I don't know, but me stressing really hard about it or getting frustrated and angry and, and sad all those things that you could normally do like right. a lot of people like react in those ways what would that have where would that have gotten me the same like less less work would have probably gotten done today. yes less would have gotten done more stress would have come about we would have had far less fun you yeah. guys would have gotten like you guys probably wouldn't have come back you know like if i was throwing some kind of fit oh yeah know? no i don't yeah i, I don't so I don't do well with tantrums. Yeah. You know, like just somebody like throwing a shit fit over shit that they can't control. Like, right. I don't do well with tantrums. So it's like you get to this place where you're like, yeah, I can stomp my feet and bitch or just accept the yeah. fact that, okay, today kind of sucks, but we're having beers. And but step one, right? we're hanging like out. Said, and, right. What's step one and what's step yeah, two? Dude. And then just start knocking them out one at a time. And, you know, you get where you get. I don't know. I had fun. Right? I yeah, had fun today. I had a good time. Yeah. I you know, almost I mean, killed Eric. Yeah. I mean, aside from, aside from Eric almost dying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know that what? was sometimes uh, springs fly. All I got to say is when you're, I've, when I've you're heard, dropping your axle, don't. Like, make sure everything's supported first before you drop one side of your rig. Safety so, 101. So there's only three points of contact around the around the vehicle holding it up. Like, that, Learn from our lessons. That never leads to anything good. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've always heard the horror stories, especially when they, especially usually around compressing springs or replacing the yeah. coilover, right, of a spring literally flying across the room. Um, I've never actually seen it happen uh, until today. Until today, there were sparks flying, right? Sparks flew, and I, 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 I didn't was, see. I, was, I saw, I saw sparks off I the didn't ground. See the sparks, but I did That's see the I spring saw. just say, "See you later." Dude, in it, the most, it hit the ground. Yep, and it shot off to the side. Yep. Yeah, and there's so many ways that that could have shot off into your face, and I into feel his leg into, into your like, leg yeah. into any part of your body because you were right there. Yeah, and for whatever reason, thank God, it went straight to the side. It just came the straight down. It could have gone ejected out. It was. Yeah. So double check, triple check. If you're lowering something, have everyone have eyes on and like just be like, hey, I'm lowering the rig. Have everyone just take a few Are steps. Are we good? Back. Yeah. Just have, take a few steps back. Which we did after we that. We did. Yeah. After that, we were a lot careful with everything. I'm touching the jack. Take <laughs> 10 steps back. <laughs> everyone that's behind right, the wall. Not, not, a, not, a bad, not a bad rule. To not have. a bad rule of thumb, I mean, no. Yeah, honestly. not a bad rule. Um, I don't know. I don't going, know. Going, going slowly. How much weight did we save by taking the axles off and the tires? Not. I tell you, Kate's not eight thousand pounds anymore. It's not eight thousand. It's like we're not seventy two hundred, <laughs> but it's still a very heavy rig, and that's a lot of weight to come down on any one person. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no fun. You know, at the end of the day, axles are out. One of them's gone. It's now in ownership of this guy Sam. Uh, may he have many trips with it after he changes his differential. Um, <laughs> changes the gears. That's after he changes out the gears. So he flushes out the glitter. God damn it. I, I hope to God it's not. We'll see. I'm just waiting for yeah. the phone call. Um, but, uh, but yeah, otherwise, I think today was not the worst day. Still got the stuff done I wanted to do. And Hey, man, we made progress. We're all still here. You know, We're able to reclaim our episode that a, we lost? Live to fight another day and record an episode that was long lost. How was, uh, how was your trip to yeah. Lattle Creek with us? 
four weeks ago or whatever it was. Do you even remember Lionel Creek? Do you Creek? remember? <laughs> Lionel Creek. That was fun. No, uh, that was, was that your um, first time that, there? It was. Okay. It was e- easy to get to. It seemed like a local spot. Um, I think we were talking about how it was kind of cool. I was like leveled. Like as you drive up Lytle, you get like the Priuses and the minivans yeah. that stop at one right. spot. That's right. And, right. Then, and then you get yeah, and then you get the stock SUVs and yeah. the stock trucks that stop at the next like notch up the yep. mountain. So as the trail goes up, it also increases in difficulty the and get it, burlier as you go yeah, up. Yeah, and then up up towards the top, it was you know heavily modified vehicles playing in deeper snow. And once we got up to the deep snow, we we found out what tires worked well, and yep. everyone. Seemed got to really work on their ours. driver IQ for yeah. driving in the snow, which yeah, is something that was pretty good. That Southern California we don't get often, so yeah. there's definitely a. It was it was like a three two one Matt's yeah. uh, three two one adventure. Matt, uh, his first time, like kind of wheeling in the snow. Yeah. yeah, that's like wow. You've had your Jeep for a long time. Like everyone that was to that try was it. the first time I've taken the FJ into the snow. Oh really? Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah. Like it's a whole different type of driving. Yeah, it was you're slipping and sliding. Yes, it was fun until it was until, until we just weren't going anywhere anymore. Right? right. Like well, at that point, we were just sliding, and it was like, eh. it wasn't fun when we didn't hang out for like almost two hours. At the, of the we, end of we the were trip. in two separate groups for like two hours. Yeah, <laughs> because there was the group that made it, and there was the group that was struggling super hard to make it, <laughs> like, and there were tires that. Helped with that. And yeah. It was obviously vehicles and, and where your weight is at. I think that trucks are, are yeah. disproportionately affected by we snow two because of light rear ends. Yeah. And th- I think that was a definitely a huge factor. Yeah. The, the light rear ends were uh, yeah, of the, the trucks. It yeah. definitely makes you Because they don't have lose, the weight. Huh? Yeah. It loses a lot of drive contact. Yep. And then you start sliding just... The trees are magnets. The trees, the trees are magnets. I think is what we the said trees in, are the, magnets. in the last episode. But even if the tree was uphill it doesn't matter you, what you're facing. It doesn't matter what direction you're going. It would help you going. up the hill. It would just lift the vehicle up yep. magnetically. So stupid. Um, uh, yeah, dude. Um, you know, actually, that probably makes sense why Sam, not not the same about my axles, but Sam from Dead Man, yeah. had such a good time, better time on that trail was. Because he has that big tent. He's the got back. the big tent and the, the back rack and the rack. And everything. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a lot of weight got back. A lot there. of weight back. That makes there. sense now. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Absolutely. So yeah, the the mile stars did great, right? Yeah, I was aired down to eleven, which is a lot lower than I normally go. Normally it's like yep. sixteen, eighteen, right? Um, and this was ten to eleven. We uh, learned that at Calico a long time ago too. Yeah, that's right. At the Calico trip. That's yeah, right. The, that the, was when we the, first the mile stars have really good deformation, a little bit lower than what I found with my BFGs. At least that's what I've got experience with. That's cool. Um, but man, the the mile stars seem to have that. Uh, hybrid between being a traditional mud tire and being a all-terrain without right. enough voids and and the voids and the siping they did they did it's really center, really well it's the center tread section that they have which is yeah. like an all-terrain and it's the outers which are more of like the like mud, mud terrain, terrain and that's why they say shape. you want it's supposed to ride on that all-terrain part like it's supposed to be there, yeah. And then once you get to a trail and you're down, then it's kind of more flat. Got it. But like people tend to air them down for the road, thinking they need the full contact patch. And Monster is like, no, 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 no. This is where you want to be, like in the it's, center. It's, it's, it's purposefully designed. It's that purposefully way. designed yeah. to ride. That's There's the a intention. word for it. What's it called? What's that? Uh, what's the the crown? The crown. Crowning you're supposed to. You're supposed tire. to drive on the crown of the tire. Interesting. Yeah. More. You're supposed to be more and crown the, centric. The treads there are positioned yep. so they're forward facing rather than perpendicular Correct. to the rotation of the tire, and so you don't have that Which lug, is why they're lug so slap. Quiet. Yeah, yeah, they're so quiet. Interesting. 
did not know that. And so people have complained about getting feathered uh, tires off those Patagonias. Yeah. Are those same ones who air them down and try to get the full contact the patch. flat contact patch, yeah. Yep. And it's also a soft rubber, which we love, and that's why we, yeah. we, we were like, oh, these things are sticky like glue on the rocks. Yeah, dude, but so also that means you rotate them every 3,000. Right. Or you're supposed to. You're you're supposed to. It, otherwise, supposed to otherwise, you can get to, your to be Jeep guys. to be honest. I would say like any MT should probably rotate at three thousand. Like yeah. MTs are just they're, they're, they're soft. They're and, soft. They've yeah. got big giant lugs. Like you, you should probably be rotating those every three k. I should be doing a lot of shit. You should be doing a in lot of general. Stuff. Yes, you should be. And I just, I'm like, <laughs> she's gonna take it and she's I'm gonna like, like religious it. Religious about my and she's gonna be fine. And then like today, she's like, I'm no longer fine. She's like, it's, this is an intervention That's of one. That's funny because I'm like religious about my service. Like I make sure that like. Everything is done on time, you know, and we're and it's checked rotations, everything. I change my oil. Yeah. I change my supercharger oil. I make sure my radiator is solid. All the main fluids, I'm always on top of. Yeah. But spending the time to make sure I torque down things, um, not always. Yeah. You think I learned better by now, but still, I can admit that I'm falling short after losing. <laughs> hey, the you caliper. know what? We haven't lost any calipers recently. No, so it's bolts. been better. Yeah, exactly. I've been better. I took the calipers off at all four corners today and can confirm that they were they were locked on top. They, they were snug. Yeah, they were, they they were, were nice snug. Thank God for your uh, torque bar that you had. Yeah. Yeah. Breaker bar. Yeah. <laughs> Break, breaker bar breaker come bar, in handy yeah. when you're working on axles. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the bigger, the better. So one thing I want to back up on, and, you know, we do this from time to time when there's a, there's a point of growth. <clears throat> and I had a point of growth. <clears throat> and specifically in Lytle, where I'd gone up to twice before we went up with you guys, when I went yeah. up with you guys. And the two times prior, I had pulled people out. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, these idiots driving their rigs out in this. But what are they doing out here? Yeah. Kind of like uh, just kind of like a dude just, in a Subaru on a side road. Judging. In Wrightwood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We know that guy. Yeah. We know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it took my buddy Josh when we were working on my power steering system. And I'm like, yeah, man, I was at Lytle and like there was all these guys and I had to pull out a couple of dudes that didn't even belong out they there. They just had no business being up no, there. They had no business. And yeah. I'm like, you know, all like puffed out on my chest. And he goes, yeah, kind of like a dude that uh, had a Subaru and got stuck on a road in Wrightwood. With that, his whole family. That, that yeah. kind of led to all this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's so easy to turn into that pompous. I've been doing this forever now yep. and all these idiots out there. And like, yep. you know, I, I'd love to say that I didn't do that. Just I'd love, I'd love to say that my ego didn't get too big for my, for myself. And yeah. it did. And it was an awesome check from a friend. And you know, friends should do that. Friends should always check you if they're friends. That's a good friend. Exactly. Yeah, that, unless they're I'm, like I'm glad you said that. Cause if they're good friends, that's exactly what they should do is not, they're being... not going to judge you per se. Cause they know right. you're a good guy, right? But they might hear you saying some shit where they're like, Hey bro, you want to chill that's, out? You let's, uh, you. let's bring yeah. it back yeah. down. To re- out. Let's yeah. bring it back down to reality. You know what? You want to remember where you were like three years ago? Yes. Like, cause that was you, you were yeah. trying to have a good time with your family and take your kids to see some snow and you didn't want to be in the dirty patches. So you yeah. probably wanted to keep pushing harder and you got all the way out and somehow managed to get beyond where you probably should have been. And then you got stuck. Yep. Dude happens to everybody happened yeah. to our Jeeps. Like yep. even rigs that are good for it. Like some guys had trouble or the fully built up Tacomas that came out with us or Tundras. I mean, yeah, like shit happens. And for me to have gone to that point was embarrassing to myself. And I don't have to bring it up. I don't have to tell our, our public like, Hey, I'm, kind of a piece of shit sometimes too but the reality is i, I don't think it is that 
I, I think like, it, oh, I'm a flawed human being like yeah, anyone I think, else. I think it I think what it does show and what every all of us should understand is that it's very easy to lose perspective, mm-hmm. right? Like that's it's that's that's a fact. It's, or get lost in another perspective. Yeah. And thinking. Yeah. yeah, it's very easy, when, especially when when you've been in that surrounding or in that reality for a while. Like when you're around a lot of experienced drivers or a lot of like-minded people, right? You assume that that's how people are, yep. and then when you see other people that aren't like that, you're like, oh, look at those weirdos, right? But it's it's and that's and that's with everything, right? Yeah. All walks of life yeah. are like that. Right, and so we—it's really easy to lose perspective, and I think that's a, that's that's a good point, no matter what we're talking about. It's like I got into the cool kid, kids club, so now exactly. I'm going to point my finger at the guys. And then when you're only hanging around those kids, you forget what it's like to be the other kids. Well, right? Alan called me out too. I was doing an IG live, and you know, people always do the comments, yeah, and they're like, "How do I get sponsored?" And that's always a question. And yeah. I'm—I usually spend a lot of time, like, if I could even show you chats on my like DMs. Where people hit me up and like I spend time. I talk to them. I'm like, hey, well, here's what I did. Here's the path I took. But in that one moment on an IG Live, somebody said, and you can only really pull off one-liners before yeah. you have to like put the phone down. And so in my one-line attempt, I go, have a story worth telling. Is essentially what I said. And yeah. I, the intent was really like positive. It's like, hey, well, if you have a story worth telling, if you're doing something, if you're already doing something, right. Well, people will want to tell your story as part of their story. Like, yeah, I mean, put yourself on the other side, right? People want to hear something interesting. Well, sure, that or the companies want to, you know, companies sponsor me or they sponsor Eric or they sponsor you uh, because we're out there doing stuff where we have a podcast or we're, yeah. you know, we've built something to where now they know, like, Eric takes awesome photos. Ollie and Frank do a podcast. Yeah. Frank's got a bitch in FJ and the FJ platform's kind of underserved. Or Ali's got a Jeep that he keeps throwing shit into, so we're going to see how long it takes before it fully breaks. You before know, it completely before it completely explodes. explodes. So can it implode? There imp- can it implode? Can it? That's a good question. If, if, a, if, a, if a Jeep ever was, if a star so, gets big enough, right, it collapses on itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know if you can push Kate into becoming a singularity. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. If it just <laughs> implodes and turns into a black hole and sucks in the world, and, uh, dude. Kate's right. going to be the end of us. Yeah. He's going to be the end of us. The end of me for That's sure. A, yeah. For sure. For sure. Dude. So, anyways. That should be a patch. Kate just sucking in the world. Just like. (laughs) Kate sucks. Kate sucks. (laughs) Now we got to think of a trucky patch. Oh, man. I know. There's a lot. We're coming up with a lot of good patches. I'm I'm happy with our. The black hole of Kate. It is a black. Dude, she is a black, black hole. Let's be honest. All of our rigs are black holes for money. They're just like. That's all you do. Instead of like. Throwing it into a dumpster and burning it. We're throwing it into into a four wheels, four it's wheels a, in a cab. It's a dumpster just, fire, is what it just, is. Yeah. It's a dumpster fire, yeah. my friend. It's I not, mean, yeah, I just threw money at the FJ. I got a new bumper on it. And dude, the bumper looks great. You it got looks those, really good. Though. You got the Jeep Fox on the back. Yeah, unintentionally, I noticed it. That's right. I, I, I was just yeah. like. Those Casey fog lights in the back look right? great, my friend. Right. That's what I told him. And he, he just. Conveniently segued that into just installed that bad boy. It's <laughs> aluminum, it's but you know, I'm like, you know oh my god, aluminum? that's awesome! What's it? Yeah, it's aluminum. The front's aluminum too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, you- I'm a huge fan of going with the lightweight bumper. My my yeah. previous bumper was a not to knock it at all. I loved my poison spider bumper, but it was 110 pounds with the skid. Yeah, um, and my and- current bumper is aluminum, and it was 42 pounds. Dude. And then I put on an upper section that weighs another 15 or 18, but it's also like. I put on the upper section so I could go to Alaska, yeah. which that trip was canceled for COVID. But if, you, if you're going to have an animal strike, you want a bull bar. Yeah. Right. You want to you protect that area. That's, that's yeah. a pretty good place to, to, to 
think about that possibility. Your radiator is protected. Yes. Yeah, you've got a pretty good thing with a pronghorn. Yeah, your your yeah. vitals are, are protected. So, their their bumpers are lightweight and aluminum, but yeah. pronghorns no longer producing or they're on hiatus. So, oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, Genrite's yeah. really got the aluminum market for Jeep. Who makes your bumper? Uh, Demello. 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 Oh, yeah. also a sponsor of Rick for Dirt. Yeah. Demello bumpers. Actually, we um, just covered all three major sponsors. That's true. <laughs> in a natural, organic way. Like that's true. This was not an intent. We don't have a script. I will say um, when you brought up the the lights and and the bumper, um, I had this moment which I hadn't had in a while. Like you know, been a few months or yeah. whatever. But there's this moment where you have this kind of like proud papa moment where someone someone notices something new on your rig and you're just like. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm kind of smitten with it right now. I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dig like, it. I like dig it. it. It's that. It's one of those things that when you get something new, it's the thing you look back at at the parking lot when you walk away. Right? You're just like, yeah, that does look pretty good. You know? Yeah. After like you're 30 feet out, you right. give that one like back look. Like, yeah. That's my. Bitch. Shannon busts me all the time for that. She's like, "Will you stop looking at the FJ? Stop looking at your other girlfriend." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bumper's got a good look though. It maintains a stock aesthetic. It does, which is great. It's got but a, then it's it the beefs up what was plastic with yep. with armored up corners yep. and yeah. And looks you know good what's doing really it. cool? Um, because this is the one thing that I was blown away, and not to do a plug for Demello. I mean, yes, well, to do a plug well. for Demello. I mean, yeah, should, but, um, but when when he was putting on because it's it's three pieces. Right, so you've got the centerpiece just like the FJ bumper. It's it's three pieces, and so you've got the centerpiece, and then you've got kind of the wings that go. Oh, in so the you corners. can go without them if you wanted to. I mean, you can, but it looks super dumb. Does it? Like, yeah. So it's it's you've got to use them. Um, but those those corners because they're because of the way they're they're boxed essentially, right? They're like boxes, um, and and they're also what gets hit the most, right? Because they're out on the edges. On the sides, yeah. When he when when Sai was installing them, he was putting the the, the tail or the lights in. Um, he flipped it in upside down. I was looking inside, and they have the whole inside is trestled, yeah, and reinforced. Well, we talked about that on his uh, when but, we interviewed him. Yeah, just like the front bumper, he's got the same lattice on the structure rear, right? on the rear inside, yeah. inside those corner wings. In the night, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, this is for the swing out." And I was like, "Wait, this thing, this corner supports a swing out?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's it's beef. Like this thing is this thing is built." And so he goes, "We built that for the swing out, but we." It's, well, it's part of all the bumpers now. Like, don't you just, have a swing out on yours? No. So how does your spare tire sit it's on, on the door? the door. Oh, it's still on the door. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was part of the bumper. No. Oh, that's cool. No, mine's on the door. So I you could do a way. swing out? I could do one, yeah. Could do a swing out, get a table, yeah. do that whole thing? I could do that whole thing. Yeah. Do you already have to. a table on your door? Mm-mm. Dude, they no, make a big-ass FJ door. I've like, been eyeballing table. Goose Gear's new table, yeah. to be honest. Dude, Goose Gear came out with that? I'm like, yes. bro. Right? Yeah. I'm like, you didn't tell us. He's all hit me up in a couple of weeks. I'm yeah. like, yes, I will. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'm all, the Jeep is not going anywhere. Yeah. For a long yeah. time. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, I'm super stoked on that. And those lights. Is that, are, is that an on blocks pun? <laughs> I should have never not, posted that picture last night on social anywhere. of the Jeep on the blocks. That is now my Jeep. It's funny how that's exactly what ended up happening. <laughs> Almost to a T. I, I, I thought that's what you wanted. That's yeah, why no, I came over. I knew we were going on blocks, but now to see it and I'm, the reality, like my mother-in-law, and I, I went inside and my mother-in-law who lives with us, she was like, uh, so did you guys get it all fixed? I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm all, she's kind of out of operation for the next minimum three weeks. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Like, I think we're looking at a timeline of about a month and a half if all goes perfect. If, yeah, if the things arrive and I figure and out how to get, someone to get it installed. Work, yeah. yeah. We're driving an electric car for that time, right? 
The little Fiat 500. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. We're <laughs> saving the planet. I can only I can only get within 50 greenhouse miles. Greenhouse gases for the right. next three just, weeks. You're just, are you're be... just on, a, on a save the planet hiatus for the right. next three or four yeah. weeks. Yeah. I'll be driving with Frank to everywhere we go. Yeah. That's okay. You did that with me for a long time. So yeah. It's time I pay my dues. Yeah. It was fun. I had I honestly I think those were some of I think when I I mean obviously it's really fun to drive your own rig. I love I would not want to not drive the FJ, right? Whenever we do things. But I will say that as far as like the content that we get and then doing this stuff, like I feel like those when the times that we did that where we just piled in the one vehicle were probably Took some off. of our best times. Like yeah. there was a cuz I think you get that vibe like that that pilot co-pilot yeah. Right. And you start to fill those roles and you start to work like a team and the story just gets that much more involved versus, you know, you're kind of in your own world and you're in the cab and driving and doing everything and then vice versa. Right. And so, yeah, it, it definitely seems cool. And we might have that opportunity uh, coming up in a, in a couple of months. Yep. We're going to we'll, we'll uh, get back to you guys if all goes well on that one. Yeah. COVID. That should be pretty sweet. Rearing its ugly head. And oh, yeah. It seems like the only thing that was able to go off was king of the hammers which it did i i'm surprised to be i went with you. i went two wednesdays ago and i went last wednesday and king of the hammers like it was going off it was pretty legit um there was a lot of people in attendance there were a lot of drivers in attendance and the operation was as solid as ever um it was more buttoned up because of COVID. so there was you know when you get into the main tent like they were doing tests on the spot yeah giving out tests, making sure they got the results in, and then if everything looked good, they so would So they were like you, kind of instant tests, basically. Yeah, yeah. Instant, like it was like the 30, whatever like the, whatever that quicker test is, yeah. is what they were giving people. So That's cool. So everyone was tested, masks were enforced, you had to, you had to wear a mask. Um, but Dave, Dave Cole, who is the owner of Hammer King Productions, um, who originated King & Hammer's, that that dude has just got such a great program set up. There's great people behind it. Emily, who we just interviewed yeah. at the Rebel Rally, uh, she handles all the media. Oh like, wow! He's really? got yeah. He's got like some legit people who already do their own legit stuff. Right behind the scenes at this at what is really truly honestly the largest motorsports event in the world. It's huge for the sheer number yeah. of participants and drivers. King of the Hammers is the largest. Um, Single motorsports like race out there. Yeah. It's, so it's also it's impressive. Hey, I mean, how many people show up? But it's also impressive, like the number of race categories. Yeah. Like yeah. when you have the ultra fours and you have the trophy trucks, like yeah. those are amazing. You know what's right? really fun? It was the eleven hundred class, which is these little bugs. Yes. And those bugs, like between the bugs and the and the razors, they seem like classes that the average person can kind of get into granted those razors, those like Polaris razors or those can-ams or whatever, like those could run you upwards like 150 grand. Yeah. Like after everything's done and said, cause there's a lot of work that goes into them and they're proper cars. Really? Yeah, they you, are. You don't call them like trucks or SUVs, but they're cars. They're cars that are like beefy with like 40 plus tires and they get down. Um, so between the 1100 class and then um, those razors, there are there are still aspirational events that the average person like you or myself um, can can jump into, and I gotta say it does look really appealing to get one of those little bugs and just go you know go off. Those think, things are awesome. 
Ah, KC, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's, let's do it right here, right let's now. Build Amateur little, team. Yep. Dude, that'd I'm be in. so much fun. I am in. I would so love to race a bug. Well, you know, we're working right now on uh, Randy over at KC. He has a Corolla, an 89 Corolla. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That looks rad, dude, by the he, way. That he project com- looks cool. Dude, he converted it over from two-wheel drive to all-wheel drive. So he, what? he picked up an all-wheel drive chassis from, like, I think, Oregon or something, yeah. shipped it down. I'm like, dude, you're really into this. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll support it. Wow. So, you know, KC's behind it. And and so he got it in. Bilstein jumped on board. It's funny because Bilstein jumped on my project too around yeah. the same time. But we were all we were both doing our separate projects. Oh, really? So it just worked out. Um, but Bilstein's working on the suspension on that, and he's he's building up a classic like throwback to the rally style uh, That's Corolla. Rad. Uh, with the you guys posted pictures, yellow, on the orange, Instagram, and red. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should so check he, it out. He posted a render on. Uh, they posted a render on Instagram on Casey's channel. Yes, and they also posted his original two wheel setup, the all wheel drive one that the donor rig that they bought, and then the render, like it's a trip tech. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this all comes out. It should be pretty badass once it's all done and said. Can you say what Bilstein setup you're going with? I can. Yeah. So. We're going the we're going full race suspension on the Jeep. Triple bypass. Nice. So we've got the ninety two hundred series triple bypass front. Yeah. Ninety two hundred series coilover. We got the rear ninety two hundred series coilover, and then uh, we're going with the recon DSS, um, which is their dual shock system DSS uh, kit, the recon kit. And I've always seen people with the recon shirts. I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> you want to be team recon? Now I get to be team recon. Yep. And uh, and then they're also going to do an added bonus of like boxing out more of the rear. So it's a lot more secure because one, the reason why we ended up doing a hybrid system with Icon back in the day where we did the front coilovers and the rear coil springs was due to the fact that a coilover in the rear is less, um, it's less secure. It's like it has less capacity than a coil spring set up. Oh, uh, okay. So he's like, hey, do you think you're going to tow anything or do you think, you know, you want it to be a little bit stronger in the back? I'm like, yeah, I do. There's, po- there's always a possibility. Right. Like trailers yeah. or whatever. And he goes, yeah, then, so let's do coal spring in the rear, and we'll do coal over in the front. This is Jeremy back when he used to work there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and me and Jeremy recently talked about it. He's like, yeah, dude, after everything was done and said, like, we ended up putting a square peg into a, a round hole or tried because your Jeep is way too fucking heavy. Like, yeah. this suspension was not made for that, which is why Rubicon had some carnage and, yeah. you know, it just kept not. I mean, yeah. Look, man, you tried something and, you know. We it, tried it. Yeah. We it's, tried it. That's, it. That's the nature of the beast, right? It did a lot of cool yeah, shit. Yeah, it did. Dude, we Absolutely. did Moab. We did. Absolutely. I did the Rubicon. But uh, I feel like with this new setup, which is really purpose-built for the weight, for like Eibach came in with their right yeah. spring rates. Hey, this is the right spring rate. How much do you weigh? Okay, cool. This is what we're going to use. I feel more confident like that we're going to be able to um, have a better situation. Yeah. Given. Uh, so how many inches of lift are we going with? Three and a half? Four? A minimum four. Okay, good. Yeah. Then that's right where you want to go. But a true four. A true four. Because before it was a four-inch lift, but sagged. Sagged, Sagged. yeah. Completely compressed on the top spring. Exactly. Which should have have had some room. Uh, Really compressed on the rear where three coils were already bound. Like, it was just not not a good situation. So, this new setup is designed for the weight. We've talked about the weight in advance. Yeah. Uh, Jason, the um, head R&D guy over at Bilstein, um, has been working with me. Hand in hand, uh, Michael over there at Bilstein has been working with me hand in hand. Yeah, um, I already had the suspension rebuilt once to spec 
for for Rebel because there's certain uh, dimensions like on the fittings that have to be tighter to fit within their brackets. So they've already been rebuilt by Juan over there at Bilstein, yeah. who's amazing, such a cool dude, uh, knows his shit inside and out. Talk to me, talk through it. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, I see all this as like just a, it's an evolution, right? I mean, we, we, you did it one way. Yeah. And you learned from it a lot, right? Everyone, everyone did. You, Icon, everyone learned from it, right? And, and I think this is a, this is a logical kind of next evolution of it. And it's just not kicking it up to the notch, taking all of your learnings plus the, the experience of a company like Bilstein doing things like that and just combining those two for something that should be pretty pretty badass i hope so and you know when we get when we're out there we're doing our podcast and we get a few thousand people downloading our podcast and they're listening to what we're telling them yeah. they hear oh i did this front coilover real course cold springs icon suspension on my really heavy freaking rig and they go out and a few people have shown me like hey i got the same suspension as you awesome yeah. this is great and i you know, I won't disagree. It was great when I first got it too. It was well, awesome. and to be fair, most people aren't running as heavy as Kate is. Correct. Straight up. Correct. Like, like I'd say, even the guys that are doing the same suspension, I would say that for most people, that is a killer setup. They're not going full steel yeah. everything. Which and and they're not. And also, you know, for better or worse, I think that most people also don't have your lead foot, right? Like they just like you like to get after it. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess what I was getting at is I, I feel a little guilty little bit because it's like i've i've kind of put it out there like hey here's what i'm doing and yeah so then people are like like kanea the jeep who's out in hawaii oh uh, yeah, yeah like somebody's like is he trying to rip off your name i'm like no dude he's a he's a hawaiian like he does whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> um and and it's like it's like hey man hey bro like I, I got the same suspension i'm like dude that's sick and now i'm thinking fuck like i hope he doesn't i hope he doesn't load it up the same way i load yeah. up mine and have the same issues, but I looked at his setup, and he's not anywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Heavy. Like, I don't think. Like, I think that what we're. Yeah, I think that your situation is. This is a is, science experiment. Yeah, it's exactly. Kate's, exactly. A, Kate's an experiment. How, exactly. How much shit can you fit in the bag before the bag finally blows? Before <laughs> the bag just gives up. But, before the seams burst. You know, I don't know. I don't know if GW, G, gross vehicle the weight GVW? rate GVWR. Yeah. I don't know if it's solely based on the frame capacity or if it's based on the suspension components. Maybe Eric, you have some feedback on this, but is it? Do you know if it's based on the frame or is it based on all pieces? I believe it's all pieces. So the fact and that we're beefing the, up the suspension, yeah. So they're, they're not gonna, it. yeah, they're not gonna put an axle. They're not gonna unnecessarily, just like we were looking at your axle earlier right. today. Some of the brackets you replaced with quarter-inch mild steel from Artex. Some of the brackets were factory. Sure. The factory the brackets factory are like sheet metal. sheet metal. Dude, it's... And I've ripped through multiple of mine. I've ripped... That's why all of yours all, are reinforced. That's why all of my brackets... So You've my, got the Evo ones, right? My goal was to run stock axles yeah. for as long as possible. Which you have been. <laughs> and I, I'm still running stock axles. You got the granted, RCVs though, right? Granted, up front, yeah. I have RCV yeah. axle shafts, and then in the axle housing... Sleeves, gussets, ball joints, uh, all of the bracketry. Most of the bracketry has been put, removed or welded over. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's the, the track bar up front, all lower control arms, skids boxed out, rear lower control arms are cut off and remounted with the, um, the Rockstar skids. Um, so... Replacing those those flimsy metal points yeah. certainly goes a long way. That was one of the first things you did, right? 
piece by piece. Yeah. But the yeah. low hanging fruit and boxing out the lower control arms, th those pieces are, are known to break early. I should have done e that easily. I should have done that at the beginning. But and still, certain pieces just off. shear right off the yeah. axle. When, oh, I, yeah. when I was doing the, the track, Mojave the front Road, track bar, the stock front track bar, just that's prone to like just just piece shear it out. right off. Yeah. yeah, I I did mine. Mine uh, sheared off the um, sway bar mount from the front track bar. Um, but again, it's it's looks like sheet metal in there. So with those it's, pieces, you 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 definitely want to want to upgrade as you as you see fit and as as the weight demands. But the like like you said, the it's an experiment. With yeah, it's what, kind of an what, experiment. What yeah, works. I think I mean the I Rubicon, know the way Jeep makes it works great unloaded on the, the Rubicon. The biggest experiment is seeing how many stickers I can fit on the Jeep. That's really <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I mean, I mean to be fair, with the horsepower joke. gain of that many stickers, it's almost like having a second supercharger. Dude, it's it's a rear supercharger yeah. for the front. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, when Jeep did their Easter Jeep Safari, they did one called Four Speed. And they stripped so much weight off of the Jeep That's right. that the stock Rubicon suspension gained two inches. Wow. I think they stripped eight hundred. Did pounds they do a wow. JL off of the Jeep? Did they do it? I'm not sure if it was JK or JL. It was a JL when they. But came I, rem out. I remember the name Four Speed, and I remember reading the story yep. of. The, of course, they put a big ass engine in it, and they did lots of other stuff. Sure, but it was the but point was lightweight. The, the, it was right. they, they, they old school Willie style. They were like, "Oh, did you did you lift it?" And Jeep was like, "Nope." nope. <laughs> the springs without the extra 800 wow. pounds on there. That's what those springs look like, and it was it was two <laughs> inches of lift. That's so rad. So hearing you bound three coils over because you were overloaded yeah. you should be working with someone you should be looking at exactly. ibok or old exactly. man emu or i run aev springs yep. i was actually AEV looking at aev runs a high capacity yep. spring and i run the four and a half inch lift over four inches or over three and a half inches of lift is where adjustable control arms you should no longer be adjusting at, at that point the caster angle you've pushed your front axle forward and your rear axle rearward too far um, at that point, you should cut the mounts off the frame mm -hmm. and put longer arms on. Interesting. That way, the axles can remain in their natural position. Yeah. And the the you're, control you're maintaining arms, the geometry at that point. Exactly. Yeah. And which it's is, not, which it, is really what's key. You nailed it. Yeah. It's not a mystery. Yeah. It's maintaining stock geometry after making modifications. Yep. You still want the angle of the control arms mm -hmm. where they go from the axle and they meet the frame. Yep. You want your caster angle to remain stock. And that's so you, start you lifted it, stuff up you and, changed it. Yeah, it's just like when people say re-gearing your vehicle. You re-geared it when you put new tires on it. Yep. You're returning the gear ratio yep. closer back, to, back stock to stock by adding new yep. gears in the differential to offset what you did at the rotational end, the tire. So it's it's all the the aftermarket the best aftermarket parts return your vehicle to stock manners or stock behavior. Right. And so a, a lot of that is. It's very complicated to do, but once you understand, like, your long arm kit. when Well, you and that's also part of the reason why we always say when you change one thing, you end up changing four other things. Yep. Because now you've changed the geometry of this one part, which is going to impact how everything else swings, sways, well, functions. Dude, that's what happened Absolutely. with with Rebel. So Rebel's like, right. yeah, we're going to do the DSS kit. All right, that's great that you got your suspension done, but hey, now you need to get long arms. I'm right. Like, no, 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 no. We'll be fine if we just run the short arms <laughs> for now, and then I'll pull everything off, and then I'll sell it, and then I'll get the long arms. Like no, no, no. Right off the works. bat, right off the bat, we just want to do it once and do it right. 
Yeah. yeah. And so it'll, it'll be holding the DSS kit is meant to hold the axle straight below. Mm-hmm. And with, with a short arm kit, it would, it would be pulling the it's axle. It's like pulling it back. Yeah. Yeah. One direction too yeah. much. And, and uh, at a certain point where the stock mounts are on the frame. And that's the hard part about the long arm kit is removing what the factory welded on with right. all those like. Because all those brackets are leaving now. You told me that. Yeah. Right? And those brackets have, are. You right. have the same long arm kit that I'm getting. Like luckily Terraflex came on board for the project. Yeah. So super thankful to Terraflex. That's my personal like thank you to them on this podcast. Uh, they came in in a huge way and super nice company. Super, super great people to work with. Very like down to earth. It's it's like. I want to be like, do you even wheel? Like, you know, like they're so like nice. And it's yes. like some companies you call and they're nice, but they're like us. Like they're kind of a little more gruff, gr- grimy and yeah. gruff. <laughs> These guys, they, they just, you feel like, oh, you dressed up to show up for work. And I hear it over the phone, you know, yeah. like, and they're, and the products that they make are like so clean and yeah. so like well done. And it's so, um, I'm, I'm stoked to have them on board. I, I couldn't have them before because of Icon. And now that, I've moved away from Icon. It kind of opened up that door for right, me right. to where I can now pursue that avenue. And I'm lucky enough that they were willing to work with me. So um, I'm, I'm kind of nobody in terms of the grand scheme of things. But like I said, I think, I think companies do gravitate towards, hey, how much shit are you I think it's, what, it's like what you said, right? Or what, I forget if it was Eric or if it was you, Ollie, but it's the experiment. Right? It's like the experiment. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, any company wants an opportunity to push the envelope, whether it's in. As long as know, they believe in their product. Yeah, as long yeah. as they believe in their product or they want their product to go in that direction, right? Whether it's racing and any kind of motorsports, they do the same thing, right? Yeah. Like that's why they're in motorsports, yeah. right? Because they want to they push their product to that envelope and they want to see what the market is. I mean, honestly, Ali, if you're doing this, there's two or three other guys that are I'm also saying. wanting to do this. That, 100%, 100%. Right? And so, yeah. I, I think the unique part there and a lot of companies and a lot of sponsorships, of course, they need to stray away from this. And it's it's one of the things that why I haven't gone full sponsorship with one company on suspension. Mm-hmm. You'd have to use all of their components. Right. right. Nobody I does like one thing perfect. To mix and match. Yeah. I, I, I like that Terraflex has super solid frame components, right. geometry. Their parts are second to even none. rebel will say the same thing they're yeah. their parts well done yeah. they index correctly on the frame they're easier to use they're that's that's a really good bit of information that i don't think we talk about very much or at all is that is that mix is that the one thing that i've learned from doing this for a couple of years now and and just picking people's brains and kind of seeing different vehicles perform is exactly that is that the some of the best built rigs they're not all one brand. No, They're all kind of pieced together. I don't want together. the Icon Stage 8. It's not built for me. And, I like certain and I mean, you parts look at, of it. Right. You look I at think their lower built. control arms in the rear are right. second to none. You Those look at how great. yours is built. I like certain pieces, but you have to pick and choose. I like, totally. I like AEV's coil rate. Yeah. I like Terraflex's suspension geometry. I like Falcon's adjustable shocks right. and shock links, how they mount up to my stock axles and stock mounting right. points. And so having not done a double shock tower and all of this, I want to keep bolt-on parts, but also I want them custom-tuned for the way I drive. That's and exactly I it. I need a four-and-a-half-inch coil for the way I drive. Yep. I like, yes, it, it is a higher center of gravity and more body roll, if you will, but also, I like to. My, the goal for my vehicle is dirty, rutted roads that are not kept at 35 miles an hour. Yeah, I want to be able me, to hit deep I want to go holes. 55, 60. You're right. Yeah, I want to go but 60 see, miles an hour over those whoops. Yeah, and then still be able to hit up like John Bull and on a weekend. And yeah. this is the perfect example of of what I'm getting at is that 
you know, when a company makes a full kit, they're building that kit for the lowest common denominator, right? Correct. The guy who's going out on the weekends well, that's and is what not going to yeah, yeah, right? And so when you start pushing that envelope and you as an enthusiast are getting past the lowest common denominator and you're doing things like Eric is doing or like what you're doing, right? Then at that point, you have to factor in what you're building your vehicle for. Correct. Right? And then you got to start shopping for those parts. Well, I didn't even and mixing know. And matching, right? Back and that's, in the day, I had no idea what I was building it for. Right. I just thought I was building it for overlanding. And that's why I didn't I know like, what overlanding would turn into for me. And I didn't realize all overlanding means is camping 2.0. Like, right. that's all overlanding is. It's like, like the only difference between overlanding and old school camping is that you're actually like looking over at the guy next to your campsite and going, hey, dude, cool tent. You want to go camping together? Like, which <laughs> never happened before. But now you'll be like at a, at a meetup and be like, bro, cool rig. You want to go overlanding together? And it's like, yeah, bro, I'm totally down. Like yeah. those conversations, they didn't used to happen. Right. Maybe, maybe to some select few people, but the average person didn't go camping in Sequoia. Look over at the campsite next to him and be like, I'm really impressed with your setup. Right. Like, we should talk. Right. Like, that, like, oh, what did you bring to cook with? Oh, that's really cool. Let me see your jet boil. Yeah, let me yeah. see. Your, no, that just <laughs> didn't happen, right? Everyone no. just did their thing in their little I little think that's pods. the one thing that separates Overlanders. Is we're all a bunch of gear nerds at heart, right? We're all a bunch of gear heads. And united and by the vehicle, nerds. right? Yes. Yes. Like the vehicle o- OCD says, gear nerds. Yes. It's like, this goes there. That doesn't go there. A, it goes right here. Kind of car and I have a spot for it. And this goes over Dude, here. That, yeah. that goes back. It's OCD. Yes. Dude, totally. Builders totally. That love totally. camping and hiking. <laughs> camping and hiking. <laughs> Red we like doing, way too much. We like doing everything. We just mind fuck it first. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know where I was trying to go with that whole thing. But it's like. We're, I know where I'm really going is we're united. Like, it's almost like if you have four wheels or even two wheels, if you have a really cool bike, right? Yes. Like, that's your automatic admission to entry. Yeah. That's like, hey. And we're not talking about like a built rig, just just enjoying it. Just, just enjoying just, it, yes. just being all about it. Like, you know, like for instance, Hop Hunter, we always yes. love to talk about him. He's got a gladiator now. It hasn't fully built it out or done everything to it, but. It's a it's it's a gladiator. And he hasn't really done. I mean, and I'm not. And this he is actually a, this uses it as a truck. This I see him put parts that like you don't like need to do too much to yeah. these vehicles. Yeah, to I know, make and it's not an insult to say him, he hasn't done anything to it. Just I mean, he's done a couple lights and yep. some kits, but the suspension wise, drivetrain wise, he hasn't done anything to it, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. right. Like that's that's well, there's my, nothing wrong. I with guess that. my point is is like it's like. It's like your fact. I think there's something right with that. Yes, I I feel like too many people lift their vehicles and they don't like even know the gate, they right? don't even know how it performed before what they lift doing. it, <laughs> and so they have no appreciation for the gained performance. And that how also goes to whether or not you're pushing a vehicle to its, its limits, and whether or not you need the upgrades that you're even seeking. He because said that today. A lot of people don't push their vehicles even like i want to drive limits. it first i know where my vehicle's limits are yeah. i can tell if there's something funky going on with a Hop. sway bar or a a locker i know exactly where its limits are yeah. and i know when i make an upgrade what the because you've done it very gradually right yes yeah. yes and it started with a three and a half inch aev and the aev lifts were great because the same lift kit allows you to go from three and a half inch actually two and a half inch to three and a half inch to four and a half inch by just changing a position pre-drilled hole on the lift kit. No the lift kidding. kit is the same. You oh, just so buy you different get shocks. All threes. Okay. Buy different shocks and springs. I think the shortest one 
to the tallest one, you do need to buy different shocks. Otherwise, it's just different springs. Huh. And it, it, it's a nice way to like try out different sizes. Um, AEV is one of those companies that really just got it down. Like they're like, hey, we're we're basically like equivalent to factory. Like, you know, you get it from the, the dealership, which is probably why they have the prospector. Like they, under, the they, un, they understood, I think, out of the gate, like the the that was their the, niche. The blend, the blend they of used, performance and and factory, like they use the know, factory geometry testing or factory. track, okay. and they they did all. I mean, it's it's not just a circle; it's right. the slalom. It's how much nosedive there is under heavy braking. It. It's every yeah. little thing that they change about it, and then they take it to the factory test track and they test it the way that a factory vehicle would be to make sure that the vehicle is not behaving oddly. Right. And the AEV three and a half inch lift was was one of the most pleasurable vehicles to drive that I had. Um, for the weight, I, for even for the weight, right? Even for the weight. Yeah. But I wanted more out of the vehicle. I wanted yeah. more flex. I wanted bigger tires. I wanted to roll over obstacles faster with less impact and feedback yeah. to the driver. I wanted to carry more weight while doing all of totally. those things. And those are the things that you don't really get unless you use the vehicle a lot. And you don't, you, like you said, you don't appreciate it. Like when I was talking to Hop. And that's the nice today. thing about taking it slow. You yeah. don't need to lift it right out of the gate. You, you've got a brand new vehicle and it's awesome the <laughs> way it is. Enjoy it. And you'll needs... see what it can do. And then, and then you'll know what needs and what it'll kind of steer you in the right direction. And for your what needs are going to be different. Right, everyone has a different life, and everyone enjoys different ways of off-roading and different styles. And it's it's not until you understand that are you gonna know where to go next. And no one can tell you what no you're one can gonna tell want. you. And that's why, like we talked about this before, how the most frustrating advice that people get is when they ask in a forum or a group or a setting like this, where they say, "I just got this. What upgrade should I do?" And you know, the most frustrating advice is, "Drive it and wait." You'll know. If you don't know, it's because you haven't used it enough. My answer and to the, people is is an air compressor with a tire repair kit. And I say first all, aid kit. All, That's all lift kits. I say kits, first aid kit and recovery kit. All, I mean, I, I, th- those, are, those are the obligatories. Yeah. I think first, the th- th- those are the obligatories. And I feel, patch I feel up either, you there. Dude, patch up either your tire or patch up yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what you want right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Make sure and, and that's be, the be able to yes. air down is is one of those things. That, I agree. Like, a tire when it's at road psi is a digging machine, and you're yeah. right. The more like, aggressive are, the tire is, the more aggressive a digging machine. Those it are the is. fundamental standards, right? Yeah. You're right. And then you totally. air it down, and now you have a tractor belt underneath the vehicle, yeah. and all of a sudden things are feeling a lot better. Right. It's less vibration, and the secondary of having an air compressor is if you do pop a tire. Get it back. You you, you can, can repair it. You can that. repair it. It's not a, it's not Dude, a catastrophic ARB, tire failure. ARB makes the best, and they don't even sponsor me, but I carry ARB makes too. the best tire repair kit. It's got everything you need. It's an orange box. If it even actually fits perfectly on a, uh, if you have a camp kitchen slider, if it's perfectly in a slider, that's where I keep. Mine. I'm going to say that they've been one upped by by Power Tank. Did they make a tire repair mm-hmm. kit? Power Tank makes a kit, and the only reason I say they've been one up is because a lot of a lot of the tools are the same, and they're really quite Does quality. Does Power tools. Tank come with the tank, the, the mini tank? No, is that the no. One? Oh. Well, you can get it with a mini tank. I saw that mini tank. Yes, one. you can yeah. get. They have a a repair kit if you don't want to buy the big Power Tank. Uh-huh. You can get a little CO2 kit that will do one tire or two tires, I think. But the reason I say they've one upped it is because when I had the ARB one, that thing was a rattle monster. Like it's in a, it's in this plastic case, and it just rattles like a really? mother. Oh, and so. Um, Everything one, else rattles so loudly in my Jeep that I can't hear it. <laughs> it's the one muffled. Thing, it's yeah, muffled. The one thing about the, the cool thing about the power tank one is it's a, it's, a, it's a roll kit, and so it's all cinched down and strapped, and it also has okay. some Molly on the back. So oh, that's just cool. Stick it wherever you want. 
So, but as as far as the tools that are inside it, are they superior Very, to? Um, I'd say the I'd say it has more tools. Than, oh, really? Yeah, it has more tools than what ARB gives you. The quality is is very high on both. How so. much do you remember? How much the power tank? I don't off the top of my head. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good piece of like information. But still, do your research. Check Fine. them both out. Well, right? you can't go wrong. My with recommendation one, my for first investment after after, after good maps mm-hmm. and yeah. and you know some recovery. Yeah, there's equipment so many map options out there some, too. Some basic like there's definitely fundamentals right that we laid out that people should have right yeah. like you should have your first aid kit recovery um you should have air if you're right? going out if you're going how to, to use nowhere. the things yeah. you have with and you and then learn knowledge. to use them yeah and then learn to use them and what if you have a first aid kit please take a class <laughs> we actually had one for Rick for dirt yeah back in the day yeah. that's right you should you'd be surprised like there's i don't know lot. man things can escalate quickly and and a lot of times beyond what a band-aid can fix yeah you and know? i'll tell you what all of us will bleed out even knowing how to put on a tourniquet will probably bleed out before we get that tourniquet on properly. Because do you you're talking about seconds, seconds, and it's a lot of stress, man. It's a lot of stress, and you're, you're sometimes you're doing it one armed because, well, whatever. When uh, we took that class, one, by arm, one I guess on the leg you're better off, but that artery is a lot larger too, so you're more even more fucked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah you just at least learn it so that you have a fighting chance. My one takeaway from that class that we did at the at the when we had the one year when we had anniversary camp out. Yeah, was um where is your tourniquet? If you right. if you're in the driver's seat and something happens to you, can you reach it from the driver's seat? Yep. And my answer was no, it was way in the back. Like my, it was there my was initial, no way I was getting to it. My initial thoughts going into getting um I think it was was it can't think of the name of the uh, medical kit company right now. It will probably come to me and I'll blurt it out. But um, they make a hard, hard case Pelican case. Oh, there's a couple of those. Yeah, version of it. Oh, yeah. and then they make a soft case version of it. Yeah. And I originally wanted the Pelican case version of it, and then I started thinking about where am I going to put this. And the right. Pelican case version would have inevitably gotten at the bottom of yep. a pile of right. gear. Put. Yep. Get in where it fits in in a different location every time, packed out differently. Yes. It might be a bright and then color, the but soft case was hidden. All of the same stuff. It was a smaller location, and I velcroed it to the back of the driver's headrest. There you go. It's so always there. It's in the exact same location. It Dude. never gets lo- It never gets loaded underneath anything, and I can remove it from its location in in a split second. I have two five eleven. You know, I have no attachments to 511 at this point <laughs> but i have two 511 um gear pouches that are velcro backed it's part of their uh amp system and i have the the hook part or the loop the loop part on the mopar headliner so it's all loop matting so you could put patches up there i have my whole headliner is all patched up but i also have these pouches stuck on there well inside of it is my tourniquet i've got tourniquet food um, I've got my allergy shit. Like, yeah, it's legit. So if I ever got into a place where I'm like, it's, I could tell people it's on the, it's on the headliner yep. in the driver's seat. They'll zip. They'll add max zip open two pouches and find the tourniquet and get it to me. Yep. Like if I'm, if I'm unable to get there. So I've got it in a really good spot. I can even rip it off if I needed to and run to go help somebody. Um, and as I'm running, pull it out and get it ready. Uh. Um, but if you guys have, if you guys have hook on your headliner, I would definitely look into 511's, um, I believe it's their gear ready pouch. I think it's called the gear yeah. ready or something like if that. If you're going to put it behind, yeah. It's part that, of their amp series. That's a great spot. And then behind the headrest, I love yeah. a lot because you can just reach back. If there's do Velcro not, back there. Do not put it behind your seat. Put it behind the passenger I did the, seat. Uh, to the if it has Blue to go Ridge behind Overland, the seat. Um, 
to put Velcro on the back of the headrest. Yeah. And that, that is just generic. And if you have an FJ, then you have a very convenient glove box behind your steering wheel, which is awesome. That's where mine lives. Oh, really? I have a little glove box like on the dash right there. Dude, I bought so much of that uh, um, Amazon uh, hook and loop. Yeah. It, it comes with... It comes with the male and female side of the Velcro. Yep. Well, it's not Velcro brand, but it's like super strong. Like right. shit is strong. And the adhesive that's on it. Yeah. I mean, the it backing. might as well it might as well say 3M on it. Yeah. It's so strong. It's like the Chinese like not certified shit. Like it's like strong. I have a roll of that. Like too. it touches yeah. your finger and like you, it hurts to pull it's it off. Super your glued onto your finger. <laughs> so I've got that stuck around my Jeep and stuff just sticks to it. It sticks to where I put it and it doesn't really move. Yeah. So that's another option for you guys if you don't have like that headliner or yep. whatever. You can look in as maybe affixing some kind of like hook uh, area on your on your headliner. Like if it's like a non hook based um, system to where you can't really get yep. patches on it, to where you could put patches, have that like little signature, you know, look. But you could also put like a pouch like that or behind your headrest. Yeah. But I mean, the key takeaway is no matter how you do it, is. Think of the scenario of you as the driver being hurt in in your vehicle and where you could reach it and get to it quickly. Dude, Grayman Tactical actually makes a really cool behind the headrest, yeah, and then behind the seat behind or the in seat. front of the seat, yep, organizer. The front of the seat organizer, I rem- I really like. That's what I got from Fieldcraft yeah. Survival. So they make that go bag that converts into a seat organizer. Yeah, I really like that setup. Yeah, and you could also zip it up and turn it into a backpack, which That's is cool. Pretty bitching. So, I think we covered a lot of cool like little bits of tidbits information and checking your ego at the door (laughs) and um know what you're getting into when you embark upon a a fucking insane amount of work on your on your vehicle i'm glad we finally got eric back since the last episode got recorded over or is lost in somewhere in one of your rooms somewhere somewhere that Uh, memory card will turn up right i hope so i hope so because that was such a fun that was a fun that was a fun episode. Mellow the vibe episode. was just, yeah, you just can't recreate that. No. no yeah. it's, it's We'll get back out on the trail soon. Yes. I'm glad we didn't try to recreate it here because I think we covered a lot of stuff that is just good knowledge. And it might be repetitive if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, but I think we've, we're getting a lot of new listeners. So yeah. it's good to kind of cover some of it's the a good reminder and, anyway. And let you know what we're all about and that we are about checking our egos at the door. We're about self-improvement, growth. Like you'll get a lot of that out of this podcast beyond just the Jeep yeah. stuff or the Toyota stuff or the whatever, you know, that people may drive that we may feature on this uh, yep. on the show. Yeah, we may joke about it and we may sound sometimes like we're blowing smoke and just but we're just having totally fun. pretentious douchebags. Yeah, we're just having fun. Yeah, for sure. So. So we're good. Eric, are you uh, good? How, good how's work. it been, man? I mean, you good? Hey, it's awesome working on your vehicle with you. Fun, <laughs> fun watching that coilover spring. Oh, my uh, God. Inches from your face. Whiz by. I mean, the, the axle rotated. The shaft broke. On, it on, broke. It on broke. The that three-quarter spring. inch. Like, three-quarter inch chromoly shaft just snapped, snapped like a twig, clean man. Clean I was and so And then surprised. a two-part spring shot out in two different directions. Yeah. yeah. That was nuts. That whole collar just like. I, mean, I was the closest one to it. So I'm, I'm getting yeah, the, that collar. What happened was, to the collar? I mean, that could have shot out at any of us yeah, here. That's and, crazy. And that, that was a the collar. I evaporated. forgot those, about the collar. The collar evaporated. Like yeah. it's that's threaded on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. 
So that's something that I'll think about, and I'm thankful that no one got hurt. Jen's like, you're not going back to Alice House, Because we're yeah, idiots right. sometimes. But either way, we do our own stunts here. We, <laughs> we do our own stunts. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Fucking Jackie Chan. Sorry, I cussed. This is what happens when you do your own stunts. <laughs> right? You know, take your own risk, man. You're going you're gonna to have your rig in your driveway for a right. little, little yeah, while. Yeah, rig on blocks. But you, yeah. you, you set the ball in motion with that yeah, preemptive man. text. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy there. So. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch out what you Instagram. Watch out what you do on Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Can't Sometimes it, it comes true. Yeah, especially in nice. DMs. I'm kidding. All, <laughs> All right, right, boys. Should we pay some bills? I think so. Let's pay some bills. Let's start off with uh, DeMello. DeMello Off-Road. Um, thanks for coming on board and sponsoring the podcast. And Frank's uh, Jeep. And <laughs> my fake Jeep. <laughs> that bumper looks good. <laughs> Check Instagram. The fake Jeep. The FJ. The FJ. Um, <laughs> it's from Japan. From Japan. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's quality. Um, Buy American. Foreign Jeep. <clears throat> foreign Jeeps. There you go. Um, yeah, check out DeMello, DeMelloOffRoad.com. Um, making bumpers for Toyotas and the Lexus Series GXs. Um, also dude, soon, the GXs are on their way up, dude. They like, are. They were already, I think, pretty popular a few years back, but now they're But like, now they're, there's, there's, they're there's getting spot, cheaper. There's and, a spike. There's yeah. talk about the GX getting a TRD. Oh yeah, uh, um, they should. Ap- applique. Well, but they're also they're also canceling the Land Cruiser, Toyota. right? In the oh, U.S., yeah. They're well, not I'll, t- I'll tell you anymore. what, Toyota is Interna- actually internationally. The Land, oh, really? the Land Cruiser, I, I heard that is going to be removed. And the Land Cruiser, really? I don't blame them. That was chosen as Overland Journal's like Overland Platform of the Year. Well, sure, yeah. right? In the, mo- in the most recent Overland Journal episode, dude, the Land Cruiser is a, is it a epic. It's granted it's the a GX. no frills vehicle that they've been perfecting year after year for yeah. over forty it's, years. It's got a heritage. Forty years yeah. of R and D. It's they, got a heritage. They, they've been doing it right for a long but the time. GX they're they're going to discontinue it. But that's that's the that's, that's the, the argument, um, yeah. the the argument, argument. from the automotive talking heads and is that the Lexus platform GX is going to get a TRD treatment. Yeah, man. Because makes the, sense. The off road market has gone beyond just like you know the. And also, like, Tacoma have you seen the price the of a new Land Cruiser? You're, it, it, the GX is a better deal. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the, the new Land Cruiser, if you were to buy a 2020 or 2021, whatever they're making now, like, it's insanely pricey. Really? Compared to the, compared to buying its, its cousin, the GX. Is the, is the Land Cruiser akin to the Forerunner as the Tacoma is to the Tundra? No. Okay, no, the so Land Cruiser is way bigger than the Forerunner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, Lang, I mean, the Land the Cruiser Tundra's is on its way own. way bigger than the Tacoma, but the Land Cruiser truly is its own it's, Yeah, it truly it's, it's, it gets, on its, it, it gets its own axles. People Got use it. those axles for axle swaps. Yeah. It's known for its durability. It's separate from the Sequoia. Body frame it's and axle. Locking it. differentials. Electronics are kept to a minimum. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a working vehicle yeah. for international landscapes. Got it. And it earned its reputation. Where you get a lot of sharing is between the Forerunner, the Tacoma, and the FJ. There's a lot of sharing there. In in similar yeah, similar yeah, a, lot of, a lot of similarities yeah. a lot of the, Arts, a lot of the front drivetrain is, is the same yeah. um, shocks and cheer, shock cheers to them I mean yeah. assembly line with you know using yeah. it's smart anyways Demello mm-hmm. Demello <laughs> so they do the GX platform. they make yeah they do the GX platform and then they're soon he's you know he, we've been talking to him he's jumping into the Ford stuff too so Bronco and Ranger yeah. are coming as well so if you've got one of those in your list definitely keep an eye out for I love that companies. he's like. Branching out, yeah, because exactly. you can't. I mean, it's great. No, he's, he's could, made a great run of he it. He could definitely make a good totally. run of it. And keep doing well with the Toyota, but like, dude, who knows what Toyota's going to do? I think if you're year, making bumpers, that makes sense. I think if you're making suspension, I really appreciate when companies do one thing and they do stay it well. in their lane. Yeah, kind of oh, like really? you know what yeah. you know, right? You know what you know. Yeah, so that's 
you can rinse and repeat the same approach. I think with and certain size companies can do that. I think AEV will do it well, go, yeah. going from the Jeep market into the Chevy market and other markets. Yeah, I think now, that, I can I can respect that because that's that's a more dynamic add-on, right? It, it's it's not like a, it's not like like adding like bolting on a bumper. You know and, who's you know who's kind of done it well is Peak Suspension. Not Nick or buddy yes, Nick. Yeah, over there. Nick. Yeah, Nick's done. I think. I mean, he did a really good job on the Ranger. And then we talked a little bit uh, when I was over at King and Hammers at the Adventure Fest with the Olaf guys. Um, I, Nick was out there. He's one of the. He was one of the uh, vendor boots over there. And we talked, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, like we've got the the Ranger stuff." And he told me a little bit about how he got started. And dude, the guy is truly passionate, invested in himself, invested yeah. in the company, but truly invested in himself in the belief of that he could do it, and he, and he's doing it. Yeah. And so he's got the Ranger, he's got the ZR2, which are two separate manufacturers, yep. very far apart from one another, but he's doing it well. But there's a difference there, right? In 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 and there's a common there's a commonality with like the brands truck? with the brands that succeed in this space oh, right see, now, yeah. and like like Demello, like Peak, like you know our next um, sponsor, Milestar, like. They're present in in the community. They're present with the vehicles. Like, they're getting feedback what, at races. They're at, Jason, at events. They're Jason's, listening to people. Yeah, Jason's that are been racing and living it, and for for decades. Right. Nick, he's he's out there every weekend, if not every other weekend, right? And he's sure. got he's got a circle of people that he's testing and experimenting and going through iterations, right? And so he's seeing firsthand, you know, the use and the abuse. That these things take, and I think that's the common line, the common thread in these kind of up and coming brands and the ones that are established is that they're they even if they are well established, they haven't moved away from it; they've stayed in it. Correct. And that's that's I think is that's where that's where it's at. Well, that's it's a the, good segue to go into KC, which KC has done a really good job, I think, listening to the people. Yeah, listening to its market, being present, right? Like being, being present, looking at what people are doing in race and who what they're using, why they're using what they're using. Yep. And granted, no one touches the carbon pod. The carbon pod is the gold standard, I think, of racing. Like you're you're running a, a solid rig. You're you're running the carbon pods on top, the HIDs, which a lot of LED companies. I don't think I don't even think LED can touch it with the amount of throw those lights in the output. Is it HIDs? Lights. Yeah. Yeah, I think HID just by nature has the best throw yeah it's got the get. best throw yeah. so it has those a different light spectrum than LED. yeah mm-hmm. yeah led has good durability and good like as far as longevity yep. but um but if you want the longest throw it's hid for sure so the carbon pods have been a staple but it's taking that feedback of what made some of those parts that casey has produced great and incorporating it into the new products that we're starting to come out with and i say we because i do work for casey so there is some bias there right but I will say there are many like companies out there, our competitors and others, who make great product. And what has traditionally set KC apart was this great community that we've built and this vibe and that it's cool to run KC. But now I, I believe this year with the release of the Flex Era 3s, well, at the late end of last year, yeah. and then this year and actually now with the release of the Flex Era 4s, we've come into a whole new level. Like So we already had the GRD. Uh, the gravity tech, which had the bounces the light off the reflector out, highly right. focused, very efficient with yeah. a lower amount of light, but highly focused to where it's doing more it's, than it's, what somebody else would do because their lights. It's a, it's just it's a highly efficient beam pattern, right? Highly efficient. Yeah. So we really did a great job with the with the gravity tech, and then the flex was really loved because it was so easy and modular. Well, the flex era kind of takes both pieces. Combines it, looks at the entire industry, combines it, looks at 
like what people want, combines it, and comes out with a light that's on point in price, on point, beyond on point in functionality yeah. and output and performance, and is still cool. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's the holy trifecta of awesome. Like, you yeah. know, you're you're. We're and I gotta say, like, seeing the output of the Flex Era Four firsthand, comparing them side by side at night, yeah. like, good lord. That it's, light has That's got what power. everybody says. Like, like he, that light is insane. Dude, Chuck Dempsey, who trains people how to run Baja, and he and he trains people with their Baja designs or rigids or whatever. Yeah, whatever like, you come up with. Yeah, whatever you, you, you know, run, Chuck, run what you got. Dude, Chuck straight up goes, you could run a race with two of these. Yeah, it's insane. Huh. Two. Two of the Flexero 4s, and he's saying, like, these, these are bright as fuck. Yeah. So, you know, granted, I think everyone wants to do a full Flexero bar, and I'm sure we're going to see it. And uh, Brad from Trail Recon already did, like, four pods on the front of his bumper on his ram so we're gonna see those but they, they put out a lot they take a lot so you have to put them on separate circuits right now but we're working on that um it's a bitch and light and yeah. casey's got a lot of bitch and shit coming in the next year you know year or so um actually going like it's a multi-year plan and we are here for the next 50 years yeah that's out. awesome that's yeah. awesome and the one that started it all the one that started it all. It's it truly true. is. It's one of the. That's true. If you look at off-road as a tree, KC's one of the roots. Yeah. Of, foundation of, of foundation. the off-road industry. Yep. And we could have gone off in obscurity, but people like Eric, people like you, people, I like to think people like myself, um, and, and the heart and soul of the people that work behind the scenes at KC, uh, many of whom actually lived the life. Yeah. You know, like quite a few team members of mine, even Natalie, who does a lot of our admin and keeps is the glue of the company and holds it together she's even got a freaking uh vehicle is tacoma. she the one that got tacoma yeah she's got okay we met her and she's got Bond stars even we now. met her in yeah. sedona she's rad yeah that she's she is like a ball of energy in in a in a, gr- in a great way is an amazing human being yeah and this is what has really taken casey beyond just the shit works and is great yeah to They've got a soul and a yeah. heart. Yeah, it's passion and motivation. It's what makes yeah. me, even in the darkest times where I'm stressed out, never think twice about, yeah, my answer is always, I still want to work here. Even though it's hard sometimes, even though I may fall short or somebody else may fall short yeah. and it makes it difficult, I can never see myself wanting to go. Like, I'm ready to be like, let's see how far I can take it with Casey. Yep. That's how great it is. Yep. And the people. Yeah, like, when you find that, it's so valuable. Yeah. I mean, that's, Yeah. I, I know firsthand what you're talking about. That's why I'm saying that. When you find that, yeah, it's so valuable. Yeah, because you're at Shimano for how many years now? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> 17? How, how long have you been with Prana? Seven. Seven. Dude, that's the kind of longevity that I mean, that was, that's my career, straight up. 17 years is a haul. Dude, if I, if I had stayed with him, the group that I was with at 511, I'd probably still be there right now. Like, yeah. If I was still part of the e-com team. It, it just I got into a different group, and it was a different vibe. When you find the right vibe. Yep. Dude, that is worth its weight in gold. It's worth so much. Anyways, yeah. tangent. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> paying the bills. And um, um, would, love, Star. would love to say what's up to, to Milestar. Martin actually was co-dogging uh, one of the race trucks, uh, I believe one of the Ultra oh, 4 really? cars, at King of the Hammers. Nice. Like, that dude, must have been fun. Dude, that's what I love about Milestar. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like sure. a dream come true. Of course, sure. Casually, that must and have been I guess fun. it wasn't his first year. This is something that he's done. And that's so cool that one of the... Head people beyond Andrew over at Milestar, Martin, who runs a lot of the shit, like the one-on-one stuff. Dude, he lives the life. Martin has been so instrumental in all the decisions I've made in this new like path with Kate, even. He's the one that got me the Arctic mounts. He's like, no, Ollie, you got to do this. Yeah. He's he's the one who's like... Present. Dude. Present. 
They're in it. Dude, they live Mar it. Martin is in it. Yeah. Martin is like my conciliary like of my Jeep and yeah. what I want to do with it and what I want, how I want to drive it. And he's helping me set it up to do what I want. And another example of a good human. Like that dude, I've, I, the, the very first time I talked 100%. to him on the phone, it was like we were best friends. And I talked to him for all of 30 seconds. And we were already like best friends. Don't, don't like that ever, guy is is one of the coolest, nicest people that you'll ever meet. And don't ever get him to bust out full Vietnamese accent on you. Then <laughs> you'll never look at him the same way again. <laughs> I love Martin. This is like probably the funniest thing. Oh, I've and ever before we forget, what was the code for um for KC? Uh, RFD KC. There you go. Yeah, but you can find that code and many others all online. So it doesn't <laughs> so, matter. I don't even know which one of you guys are listening to this podcast or going online and finding random codes to use. But I'm going to stop that. I'm going to put an end to it. Now. I'm going to be the bad guy. <laughs> I will stop it. So if if you listen to this, you're like, I tried the code. It doesn't work. I mean, reach out. Yeah, I might have something else for you. Yeah. So can't say how long that's going to last. Yeah. All right. Um, in terms of Milestar, I run them. Eric, you run them. What's your What's your take? I've been running the Milestars longer than me. Over over two years. You're the one. You're I the reason them, why I got into them. I ran them through um, New Mexico uh, back road discovery route, which was from Texas to Colorado, nice through the state of New Mexico, and it was several thousand miles in one sitting, where I was really depending on those tires and, and to not blow on you. Yeah, to not blow on me <laughs> and. Um, Zero failures over. I mean, everyone's experience is going to be different. Everyone's driving style and, and terrain is going to be different. But my rig is heavy. My trips are frequent. They're remote, and yeah. I'm running 38s. And it's it's. Uh, I've, I'm on my second set. Um, I get rid of my tires early yeah. because I expect full full traction. I didn't spend all the money and time perfecting this vehicle to run my tires till the bald. Right. <laughs> but um, I don't think getting rid of them early that has, has anything to do with how well they would perform down the road. Um, Dude, anything that most most of the failure there. is going to be on the sidewall and you're running ones with a Dude, chunk out of the I've sidewall got, that so everyone notices and that you're is, still just driving around happy as a clam, that is such, <laughs> which is inadvisable that is such everyone's a standards. Anecdote but, yeah. where it's like, Dude, I've had a pretty fat chunk. It's like up. the size of a ping pong like, ball or a golf ball. Dude, wow. Somebody took a bite out of the side of the sidewall. And you can just which, see you can see the Somebody belting. named Rubicon. Somebody yeah. named Rubicon. <laughs> yeah. When did you run the Rubicon? Uh months was, months ago. Yeah, now. it was like three months ago. Three months, yeah. 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 And it's been driving great. I've on been trails. High you, speed you, you on just trails. Don't, yeah, we've done trails since yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just don't want a sidewall scrape that same spot <laughs> too many more times. Nope. What are the odds? Yeah. A little <laughs> exactly. branch. A little branch. <laughs> Rotated up somewhere right. else. Now that we've said it out loud. Right? It will be the thing, the first thing that no, happens. No, those tires are going to, those tires are actually going to three, two, one, Matt. Great. And I'm going to get him a new. I'm going to get him a new. No, one. not the damaged one. I'm getting him a new tire, so my spare, which everyone, by the way, I thought a great business idea would be like collect buy, spares, collect spares yes. from all the Jeep guys. I was thinking that nobody too. rotates their fucking tires. No one does, and I'm like, nobody rotates their spares, so you can't even use your spare because the the height of your tread is so low on the ones that you've been using versus the spare. Well, tire. I mean, at that point, if I need and my you're spare, you're fucking up I'm your differential. At that point, if you're if you're running that tire, can you really? Yeah, you could fuck up your whole like just by being a few millimeters off. No, it's not so much a few. If you look at mine, I'm yeah. like halfway oh, down compared to my spare. Okay, <laughs> but that's a like really good a idea. That's a really good idea because I'm gonna switch out my tires, and I have a mint 
brand new spare yeah. that I have zero clue what to do with. And you should have been rotating it off of there. And it's this like, is something we need to revisit, though, because I remember when Brad was running 38-inch Milestars uh-huh. on the Gladiator because the spare is tucked up underneath the frame, and the frame is a set predetermined width mm-hmm. he could only fit a 37 underneath as oh, a spare no. oh, and really? he did a lot of research and he has more to say on this but he confirmed after talking with differential experts that you can run a 37 spare with a 38 on one side of the axle and a 37 on the other no shit oh, and well, so i don't i don't know all that's of, definitely that's a, i don't yeah. know all of the differential equations behind it because if that's the why truth he then came you, up could with, total, you could totally run your you, you no can, you know you what can, you can that run the truth that you is, can run a worn down tire on that one is side and here's why not you go to how, his tire and they show you the how chart. many cars include a donut as a spare. Yeah, but the donut's the same circumference, though. No, it's not. You sure? Oh, yeah. I've seen so many cars leaning but hard we're, in their But donut. we're not talking about all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive vehicles or... Most of those are front-wheel drive vehicles. Front-wheel drive, yeah. yeah. By the way, anytime you get a so, flat yeah, in the front... I guess front, that's true. It's just yeah. one If you have side. a donut, yeah. you're supposed to take the rear tire, yeah. move it to the front, yep. and put the donut on the yeah. back. Because you don't free, want the tire that's doing spinning. all of the braking. <laughs> no and does all, that. You don't want the tire that's <laughs> doing all of the braking do and all of the acceleration, you, all of the steering <laughs> no being a POS. But when you have... You're totally right, but no one does that. On the average car, it's either a front-wheel drive or a rear-wheel drive vehicle, and so you have two... Two hubs that are free. And if it's front-wheel drive, it's usually just one wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you can get away. Next episode, we're going to really dive into this. We should. No, we're going to bring up charts, and we're going to explain what the charts look like to the listeners. We're going to talk to Brad, We're going to talk to Martin. We're going to talk to Brad. Yeah. And we're going to get a consensus between the two of them. And we're also going to try and figure out what to do with everyone's fifth spare, (laughs) everyone's fifth wheel. Donate them to Rick for Dirt, because we're going to resell them. We'll fire. Yes. And we will fund our adventure thanks to you. So that'll That's be our idea. Patreon. That'll be our Patreon setup. Don't it's, send us money. Send us your spares. Send us your full size, <laughs> unused spares, and we will put them to use. Okay. Put them to good use. We'll send you the address. Just DM me. Gonna make a mismatched rig vehicle and see how far we can push the mismatch <laughs> you know what? until the differential on does side. not have any differential to, to give a, anymore. That would be awesome. You've maxed out its differential, bro. Thirty sevens from like four different manufacturers, right? On the vehicle, totally. and let's see how true they are to the size. Let's see how they wear. Let's see how true they are to yeah, the size. Yeah, like, that's true too. I know they're not. Thirty sevens can be thirty sixes, thirty five totally. and halves, and that's like, that's true. Very true. Once you yeah. them up and yeah. put them on, yeah. Yep. Anyways, Milestar has been great. Thank you to them for supporting us, for supporting the podcast, and for also supporting me and Eric's rigs. You're on some fucking tires. I don't know what. Yep. So we won't even talk about that. But no, the Falcon Falcon, Falcon makes a great tire. I'm glad you got support from them. Um, I used to run Falcons when I had my uh, race car. Well, my Canyon Carver, my little 95 Honda Civic with the B16 swap, like out in the Azusa Canyons, like, 2 a.m. in the morning, yep. carving it up. Falcon Azenas, bro. The Azenas were what you wanted. So that's awesome. That's cool that you're, you've are you got a good support. But I am so stoked with uh, the Milestars on mine. And uh, and I think I truly I go back to the light thing. Everyone makes a great tire. Everybody makes a great tire. It's all about who do you connect with. I connected with Milestar pretty hard. With Eric, you know, at that time, Marco's running Milestar. You're running Milestar. Brad was running Milestar. We were hanging out all the time. I just like I want to be part of the crew. A lot of people say the same thing about KC. Just want to be part of the crew. Yep. Yep. You know, That's so totally true. And yeah. thankfully they make a good product. So not only 
The I mean, crew's good, cool, but the good, product's good. Good people. They stand yeah. behind it. They run their product. Good at, people, good product. I mean, yeah. yeah they've been yeah. running their product at Ultra 4 races. Yep. It was tested first by those teams and then trickled their way down into the recreational market where people were like, oh, it's not, it's not one of the major four brands. Yeah, I don't know like, if I can trust it. Well, I will say. It's like, oh, I've been running it for two years, and I don't have a blowout yet. Dude, with KC, we had a class 11, we had a class 11 car, the Falcon. Actually, it's the Falcon bug. Yeah. The 1100 car, uh, Manzetti, Manzetti uh, Racing, and uh, uh, Mazzanti, sorry, <laughs> Manzetti, Mazzanti, Mazzanti, yeah. Mazzanti Racing, and uh, Cracker Fab yeah. uh, Racing, um, they did a bug together, and they got fifth place, and I'm totally stoked on the fifth place, and they had one of the brightest, brightest vehicles on That's the track, awesome. because they had the pro, they had oh. Flex Air 4s, the Pro 6, Pro 6 3 on the front, Pro 6 bar on the top. They just had everything, and yeah. that thing was just so fucking That's bad. rad. I was bitching. So, Anyways, thanks, guys, for listening. Yep. Really appreciate your time. Um, I'm glad that you're supporting us because it's it's moving forward. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're seeing we, some we love what we're doing. Great and results. And glad you enjoy it as well. Yeah. Eric, dude. Where can people find you, Eric? Thank you. Yeah. Find me on American Overland or in Ali's driveway, Dodging Springs. <laughs> dodging Springs. <laughs> you know where to find you me. You know where to find me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what's up. Because that's what's up. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check us out at rigfordirt.com. Uh, Rig for Dirt on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. And we have a Rig for Dirt group where you can jump in there and find out what's going on and where we're hanging out. And we have a Rig for Dirt website where you can go buy some shit That's and right. support our little habit of uh, bringing this podcast to you guys That's every right. two weeks. That's right. It's not easy, but we love it. <laughs> but we love it. So um, I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. I'm Ali at Kate the Jeep. Eric at American Overnight. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.